Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, while well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Uh, this is our part two episode on Barry Minkow, the creator of Z-Best, uh, the fake carpet cleaning service. We didn't know this was going to be a two-part when we started recording it, so it is kind of a... Uh, jumpy start because we didn't re-record an intro for the second part so if you haven't listened to the first part please go listen to it if not let's pick up where we left off last week and in 1988 he went to trial blamed the mafia from the start this is what's that that's a such a bad idea i know you don't blame the mafia and his his sister was being interviewed. His sister's interviewed in the documentary I watched. And she was like, honestly, I don't even like talk. She's like, I don't like talking. Oh, wait, maybe it wasn't. No, this wasn't his sister. It was another woman who worked for him with his PR stuff. But like they were talking about the mafia stuff. And she was like, I really don't like talking about this. It still makes me anxious that like somebody's going to come and break my kneecaps. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's the fucking mafia. It wasn't me at all. He was an idiot. Don't put me in protective custody either. I want to be at my, I want to swim in my Z pool. Z pool. He actually had a really good lawyer. David Kenner was his lawyer. And um, this is the man who defended Snoop Dogg, Hell's Angels, and a bunch of other, like, very high profile cases. Huh. And Snoop Dogg got acquitted for that murder. Well, find out what happened to him. <laughs> to, to, um, not Snoop Dogg, to Barry Minkow. Minkow was convinced that he could persuade the jury. And although he had a knack for fooling lots of people, he could not con the court. There was just too much evidence. Um, He was found guilty of 57 counts of racketeering, securities fraud, money laundering, embezzlement, mail fraud, tax evasion, and bank fraud. Monday laundering, of course, when you clean your clothes at the beginning of the week. Yes. You said Monday laundering. Oh, I meant money. Yeah, I know. You put a D in there for sure. Oh, shit. Money laundering. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? Um, He could have received 300 years in prison, but he was sentenced to 25 years in prison and ordered to pay $27 million in restitution. Now, during all this, Minkow ends up finding God after he's convicted. And in 1987, he becomes Christian, even though... He had a Jewish upbringing. Okay. Um, he thought that being a Christian would help him. His mother also actually converted to Christianity because of addict meetings that she was a part of. Um, and he was really intrigued by the idea of forgiveness and that you don't have to be good to go to heaven, which was really ideal for him. He had done all these bad things and he had a chance at still being a good person or to be saved. Jewish, there isn't even like a hell in Judaism though. No, I, yeah. So. I don't know. He's dumb. His sister also converted. I don't know why this whole family's converting to Christianity. Because they they found the voice of the Lord, Nana. Amen. Well, while he was in prison, Barry ended up befriending a man named P. 
peanut. Are you sure this is a man and not a small dog? Because that's the name of a small, cute dog. Well, it was supposedly a very large black man. Oh, okay. And he was a fellow inmate who helped Minkow cement his faith. Minkow fondly recalls in 1991, there was an East Gang and a West Gang football game in prison. And in this football football game, Minkow actually broke his nose. And if you see a picture of him, you can tell. Okay. You can tell he broke his nose. Um, or he just has an unfortunate nose. This game changed Minkow because Mi- Peanut told him that he had given up on everything in his life and he needed to go back in the game and sacrifice for his teammates. And he... Uh, he broke his issues that day, is what Minkow says. He's like, that's when I changed forever. Whatever. Oh, my God. Not only was my nose broken, but my deal my with chains. the devil. My, my chains were broken. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. And Peanut and Minkow talked about how they were going to start a church. And he wanted to get out and become a pastor. Minkow ended up being released in 1995 with only five and a half years of his serving only five and a half years of his sentence. So one fifth. Yeah. Basically. Yep. Great. He wrote a book while he was in prison, which the profits of the book were going to, they went to restitutions. Um, he got married in June of 95 to a woman named Teresa. Not mother. Not mother We're assuming, Teresa. although they would make a good con pair. Yes, they would. And you'll find out why Teresa could not be a mother here shortly. Oh, no. Um, he became, after getting married, he became a pastor at a community by, at Community Bible Church in San Diego, California. And the church members would talk about how charismatic he was. And while he was pastor, the church grew to over a thousand members. But two years after taking over as senior pastor, his wife, Teresa, ended up leaving him. Minkow's sister said this was because Minkow was terrible at sharing his emotions, and that's why she thinks that Teresa left. And based on everything else that we know about him up until this point, I don't think it would be easy to be married to him. No. No. He sucks. <laughs> no. And when and this and this shows how much she sucks. She didn't tell him, like, hey, I want a divorce. Hey, this isn't working for me. She just disappeared. Her brother, her brothers and her dad came. And she just, like, fled in the middle of the night. Oh, geez. They came to get her, and she left. Um, his sister says that she thinks she did this because she knows that Minkow would try to talk her out of leaving. But I think there was a little more of an abusive side to that. It sounds like it. Yeah. Um, one huge problem in their marriage that Barry actually talks about is that he couldn't get Teresa pregnant because of his previous steroid use, which basically made him infertile. Oh. So... That's why she's not Mother Teresa. Haha, <laughs> he did so many steroids, his dick don't work. And if you are out there and you've done so many steroids that your dick doesn't work, please contact me. I don't want children. It's not too late. You can turn back. Just like how just like how Barry Minkow didn't go too far and turn back to find Jesus, you still can, okay? <laughs> please. <laughs> the light in you is not yet dead, Nina. <laughs> Are you sure? But turn around and, and turn away from the darkness, okay? Well, guess what? Barry Minkow, he ended up meeting another woman, and her name was Lisa. And Lisa said that she really wanted to date a good, godly man, and that's what really drove her to Barry Minkow. 
Their first date was at the Cheesecake Factory. And while they were in the car, hey, I like the Cheesecake Factory. The jambalaya pasta and key lime cheesecake slaps. Okay. The bread's good, too. The menu's too long. Okay, it is a, it's an extension. Well, I get that it's kitschy, but stop. Just serve good. good things. Not everything on that menu can be good. There's no. five million fucking things no, in there. No, 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 no. Just sell the good ones. I'm so glad I never had to learn that menu. It's like a 500 item menu. I'm sure. Too much. But God, is the cheesecake good? I haven't had it. So. What? Yep. You've never been? No. I'm going to take you. I don't want to go. Me, you, and Jesse are going to go. I don't want to go. Why? Because I don't want to go to a cheesecake. Do you not I like cheesecake? No, actually. I'm shook right now. You've never been to a cheesecake factory. Nope. I didn't grow up in this uh, horrible hellhole we call the Midwest. I didn't go until I was 20. They didn't let you out of the cult? No. Mm. There wasn't one in Akron. There's nothing in Akron as far as I'm concerned. That's not true. You shut your horn mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We have a quiz now. I'm sorry. So anyway, they went to the cheesecake factory. Not sure what kind of cheesecake they got. And then he, while they were in the car, he gave her a CD of one of his sermons and a book that he wrote. That's worse than someone handing you their mixtape on a date. Ladies, this is a red flag. <laughs> if you didn't know already, that's um, a fucking I had red a flag. Man, I had a man one time give me a self-help book on a first date. I mean. That hurt my feelings. Did you learn anything from it? I didn't read it. Well, I was offended. Well, <laughs> I was like, you really are giving me. Maybe you needed that night. He also thought I was a virgin. I mean, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you? What? What do you mean? I, it's because I have long hair. <laughs> I'm joking. I didn't even like anyone who talks to you for five seconds knows you're not a virgin because you'll say penis immediately. <laughs> I think it's how you lead off all conversations. Hi, I'm Nina Penis. It's like, ah, we're dealing with a certified non-virgin here. <laughs> so anyway, back to Barry Mingow and away from my virginity. He was very upfront with Lisa about his past. And she was really amazed that he, someone could turn their life around like that. Um, his sister says that Barry definitely has a type. Blonde, pretty, and not powerful in presence. Oh, great. <laughs> Which is like such a backhanded compliment. She basically was meek. like... Yeah. He, likes it. he likes a meek. Yeah, she was like, um, Barry liked women who would just kind of like go along with whatever he I wanted. I mean, to be, the, to be fair, doesn't that, isn't that kind of what the Bible says? Yeah, yeah. So, to be a submissive so wife. So if you're going to be really religious, I guess that's what you're, you're looking for. Yeah. Well... Barry and Lisa met in June. They were engaged by November, and then they were married in February. That is very quick. Damn. That is very quick. They um, ended up adopting twin boys named Robert and Dylan, and I feel really bad for those kids. Oh, and Barry said one great thing about Lisa was that she was adopted, so she wasn't expecting him to be able to get her pregnant, and they could just adopt, and she'd be okay with that. Which is like, I mean, obviously she's got a little bit of a point, I guess. I guess. It depends on how you say it, though. If you say it like that, you're kind of a dick. That's literally how he said it. But if you're like, because he's a fucking dick. But if you say something like, I'm very happy to be provided this opportunity to have children because I know I can't have it. And luckily, she's open to the idea because she's been through the same process that these Nope. He was like, the great part about Lisa, she's adopted. So she's okay with adopting kids. Also, she doesn't speak back when I hit her. 
<laughs> God, I know. Yeah. I got that vibe. Like yeah. hardcore got that vibe. Yeah. And so in 2002, Ming Gao was not only um, being a pastor, but he also started speaking to police groups on white collar crime and how to catch white collar criminals. And it was said that his lectures were part lecture, part sermon, in part, stand-up comedy. Oh, my God. Which is so typical because every fucking man on the planet thinks that they can do stand-up comedy. Yeah, they're like, I'm so funny. They're like, oh, my God, my friends, they told me I should do stand-up all the time. Pe- like, people, when I speak, like, people laugh sometimes. People like, laugh at I what could, I say. I could do jokes professionally i keep telling everyone oh that's like so cool that you do stand-up i've always wanted to do stand-up but like i never had the time to do it but like i know if i did it i'd be so good at it i'd probably be better than you it's like okay john you're missing one thing all the childhood trauma and depression okay that's how if you want to be funny really funny you gotta do that okay so get it back in a time machine and have your parents love you less all right i don't know what to tell you so anyways, he called this little thing that he did, his little speaking to police groups, um, the Fraud Discovery Institute. And Don Ray, do you remember Don Ray, the investigator who investigated him? Oh, yeah. He actually started talking to Minkow because he heard he was a pastor and he wanted to come watch his sermon because he was like, oh, no fucking way. And so he goes and watches the sermon and Minkow actually ends up hiring him to do work with him for the Fraud Discovery Institute. Because while he was doing this, he had a client who wanted... So there was a client that contacted Minkow and was like, hey, can you do some investigating for me? And Minkow's like, I don't know how to investigate like that. So he started employing private investigators to help him catch criminals when he was presented with a case. So basically, people were like, hey, something doesn't seem right. Can you look over this? Minkow would then look over whatever their issue was. He'd be like, yeah, that's fishy. And then he would send it off to the private investigators, and then they would look over the case. And then Minkow would then make up a report, and he would turn it into the police. And he was getting, like, a bunch of media coverage over this. And he was on the right side of Wall Street again, is what they said. Okay. Yeah. he Like we said earlier, he was really addicted to media attention. And he was on Good Morning America for this. He was on some Fox News stuff. I mean, like, he was getting, like... He was giving, like, real interviews. This wasn't just, like, local Uh, news stations. He was getting national attention. This guy will just find any way to be relevant. Yeah. Stop giving it to him, please. Please stop making Barry Minkow relevant. And because Minkow just led such an interesting life, there was a movie made about him. And in 2019, the movie Con Man was released. Wow. Yeah. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. Huh? Now, it was in post for a really long time because they definitely filmed this way before 2018. But um, I tried to watch Con Man. Could not make it more than 20 minutes. The whole thing is on YouTube for free if you are so interested. There is a star-studded cast. I'm not going to lie. And Minkow ended up playing himself in the movie. Wait, what? So yeah. he's the main character? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that can't be good, right? Mm-mm. Oh, okay, Mm-mm. good. I was like, he no. can't be good um, at acting. Like, 
he's so I only watched him in like the opening scene because the opening scene is that football game in the prison where he gets his nose broken. That's the open. They opened with that. Yeah. And then it like goes back in time. Um, And so like him at like the birth of the company when he's like 16 or 17 is played by another actor. But like his adult years are played by him, which um, Tom Hanks actually wanted to play the role. Tom Hanks saw the script and wanted to play the role of Barry Minkow. And Barry Minkow turns down Tom Hanks. Barry Minkow was like, absolutely not. I will be playing the role because he was basically funding the film. Oh, yeah. He well, he wasn't basically Dude, funding. But the film. you could have you could have made an actually film. an actual good movie if Tom Hanks played him, though. Yes, it would have <laughs> been. And, you know, Minkow got all the funds for this movie. And there was a man named Jonathan Myers who was the script writer. And he said, you know, when he originally wrote the script, it was something that he was really proud of. But Barry went through and changed a lot of things about the script. And he was like, I'm not proud of this anymore. So if Barry hadn't changed anything about the script, it might have actually been a good movie if they would have if he would have let Tom Hanks play it. Like, damn, do all this stuff. But he didn't. Um, They budgeted about one million dollars for the film, but they ended up spending it ended up being about four million dollars they went three million dollars over budget um jonathan myers the script writer he was on set and he said that minkow would drive around in a golf cart and eat cigars while on set um minkow says this is he chewed on the cigars so that he could get the nicotine people do do that they will just chew on a cigar there's chewing tobacco i know but people people chew on the ends of cigars too I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, I've seen it before. Ew. Yucky. Um, not shocking. Minkow was super hard to work with for this whole thing. And um, in the prison scene where they're at the football game, uh, one of the actors, they're supposed to be choreographed like stage fighting, but he actually hit Minkow. Nice. Yeah. Get him. Yeah. Um, this, the choreographer was like, so this is how you do it. And he goes, no, I'm actually going to hit him. And everybody's like, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, no, I'm going to hit him. And Barry didn't know he was going to hit him. And so they, they like kind of thought the guy was joking. And then he went out and he hit him. I bet they used that shot, though. No, they did because it's so realistic. They retook it nine times. And he just he hit, him hit him every him. single time. They just let him go out. And like after the first time, they were like, hey, Barry, we're going to need to get that shot again. And they just kept doing it. And it's so funny because Barry's interviewed about it. And he's like. It was crazy. He's like, no one knew he was going to hit me. No one had any idea. That was all improvised. But then we had to take the shot about nine more times. And like, that started to really hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they didn't know. That's what's You're crazy. You're so dumb, Barry. So You're an dumb. idiot. So dumb. But, you know, Peanut, so it was supposed to be the, it was the man who was playing Peanut who hit him. He was huge. Like, it did probably really hurt. Nice. He probably didn't hit him full force. Probably but, like, that guy from the blind side. It looked like the dude from the Green Mile, but I'm oh, not. I think 100- he was dead. He was in um, Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, he played the main gangster in Pulp Fiction that gets fucked in the ass. I don't remember that part. Oh yeah, he gets he gets like le- legit raped. Oh, gross! But then they let him go, and then he like kills him really brutally. As he should. Well, Jonathan Myers, the scriptwriter, he thinks that Peanut isn't even a real person. He He doesn't sound like a real person. No, he thinks that Barry made him up. And honestly, for good reason. Um, He's like, this is a trope that 
a lot of white writers use when they don't actually know a black person. Like they don't have no very many black people. And there's always like this black savior who guides them to make the right decision. He's like, and I think that's what Barry did. He's like, Benny's right. You see it in the green mile. You see it in the, in that bag, that terrible movie that, um, Will Smith's in the legend of bagger Vance or something like that. But like, there's a lot of movies, just Shawshank redemption. You know, there's like this black savior who gets the white guy on the right path. And that's what Jonathan Myers thinks that, um, Minkow was doing. Mm. And Minkow claims that Peanut was actually killed in 1993 after being released in prison from prison in a barber shop. So it's like convenient that he wasn't around. For okay. The movie, you know? Just feel like you could you could find that out if that was real, but Well, he only knew his his prison name, which was Peanut. Mm. So. Mm. Mm. Anyways, while filming the movie, Minkow had a really insane schedule. He was shooting five days a week for the movie for 15 hours a day. He was fundraising. And he was also continuing to preach every Sunday. And it was reported that Minkow was doing drugs to keep himself going. Mm. He said that he started doing drugs when he got a testicular biopsy when he was married to Teresa when they were trying to fix their infertility issues. Um after he got the vi- uh, the the biopsy, he was prescribed Vicodin, and Minkow says that he liked it too much. That's a lot of people's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, problem. Yeah, a lot of people's story about mm-hmm. opioids, and that's why they suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, he admits to using Adderall, steroids, testosterone, human growth hormone. Um, I think that some of this was while he was weightlifting in the eighties. Um, he says that he was taking 325 milligrams of Oxycontin every day, which is like, that should like kill you. Um, this man fabricates. Do I think he was taking Oxycontin? Absolutely. Do I think he was taking 325 milligrams? No. Debatable. Okay. It's a, that's a lot Why, of Oxycontin. I'm just saying, like, Oxycontin doesn't help you do stuff, though. I know. That's what was weird. But his wife was like, I mean, I just thought he was taking it for shoulder pain because he had pain in his shoulder. It mostly keeps you from doing stuff. Like, I can't be productive on Oxy. I took it, like, I had, a, I had a, like, something go wrong with my back that I took it for just a couple of days. Nah, dude. I'm not doing, I can't keep up my normal life on Oxycontin. No. You do like an upper, like sure. You do cocaine. You can yeah, get, you yeah. Can get so much done on cocaine. Don't do cocaine, but you can get so much done on cocaine. But like shit, bro. Yeah, an Adderall. Like yeah. okay, but I think what he was doing was he was taking the oxy, and then he was taking the Adderall. What are we doing to counteract the the oxy? Because he says he has ADHD. Which honestly, after watching him being interviewed, I'd be. I was like, yeah, you have some sort of ADHD. Like oh. that's not shocking to me that he has ADHD because of the way he behaves. But Anyways, and he was also getting Botox shots to prevent migraines. Okay. Um, while the filming was happening, there was actually a break-in in Minkow's church. that, um, And someone went into the safe and they stole a bunch of money. They also stole computers and a Les Gibson guitar um, from one of the offices. A uh, Les Paul oh, Gibson yeah. guitar? Shit. What's fishy about this entire situation was the alarm wasn't set, so the police were not made aware. Only specific offices were broken into. And when the window that was broken to get into the building was shattered, 
all the glass was on the outside. Oh, and we know that Kashan watched a lot of CSI as a kid. So, so what do you think, Kashan? So he knows that that's not how it, how it goes. That means the window was broken from the inside, probably. Because mm-hmm. the glass should have went inward. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Case closed. Yeah, it was Mink Al. Um, he had actually done this before in an office with an office in the past that he like pretended to break into so that he could get insurance money and um, use the stolen funds. But he denies breaking into the church. He says that wasn't him. To this day, he'll, he's like, no, I didn't do that. And it's like, yes, you fucking did. We're not stupid. Um, and while filming, Mink Al told James Kahn, who is an actor, um, that he was filming the movie because he had clipped companies to fund the film. What does clipping companies mean? means he's shorting stock. Can he do that legally? Not legally. Ooh. You can't short stock legally. Yes, you can. Really? Yeah, it's short selling. We've talked about it multiple times. <sighs> Fuck. Well, he didn't do it the legal way. Okay. Yeah. He might have been barred from doing it, though, because of his convictions. Probably. Yeah. And in 2009, so this is why it's so illegal, because he was making all these reports for white-collar crimes and stuff like that. In 2009, um, because he was making all the, he was doing the Fraud Institute, um, he was making a lot, he was, you know, putting on reports, doing all these sorts of things. And in 2009, Minkow issued a report that accused the major home builder, Lennar, of fraud. Um, he claimed that they were a giant Ponzi scheme, even though they weren't. And this report, and not only was he made, like, there was a big YouTube video made that he was like, yeah, Lennar's doing all this shit. He made the report. And all of this stuff he was saying actually caused Lennar's stock to plummet from eleven fifty seven a share to six fifty five a share. Oh my god. Yeah. And according to the port court report court reports <laughs> court court reports say that five times fast. According to court reports, Minkow shorted the stock buying twenty thousand dollars worth of options, betting that it would fall. Okay. So that's market manipulation and that is illegal. Yeah. Yes, and he also forged documents alleging to Lennar's misconduct. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's illegal. It's illegal. Um, when he got caught, he tried to make all this go away by telling Lennar that um, he was like, if you give me a million dollars, I'll just like make all this disappear. So he blackmailed them too? Yeah, Great. and they were like, no, you're not fucking doing that. We're suing you, like... What the fuck? Yeah, we are a company. Like, yeah. we're not just going to give you the money, you dumbass. And it was so funny because when um they interviewed him about this, they were like, so you blackmailed them. And he's like, I wouldn't say I blackmailed them. And right. he's like, what? You can't tell a company that, like, if you give me money, I'll go away and make the problem go away. And they're like, that's no, blackmail. that's blackmail. And he's like, okay. You're an idiot, Barry. That's Literally. the definition. I bre- all, You're not going to do a lot of research into that one, Barry. Just a dictionary, okay? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Um, he cost the company $400 million in value. <laughs> so, obviously, they were like, no, you're not going to get away with a million dollars. Minkow knew he was in trouble, so in the middle of the night, he packed up his family, and they left for Tennessee. So they drive off to Tennessee. Okay. Um, he will make it as a country singer. Yeah, well, he ended up turning himself in, and he was sentenced to five years in prison and drug rehab. Well, 
While all of this was going on, it was also discovered that Minkow had been charging things to the church and also taking money. And this was a scheme that he and his secretary, Shannon, were in on. And he was opening credit cards in other people's names. Oh, my God. He never stopped. He he never stops. He never stops. Um, He was actually having an affair with Shannon, and he even bought her a boob job because he didn't want to be seen with a woman who didn't have big boobs. What? But no one's supposed to know you're fucking, Barry. That's the point of the... (laughs) She was married during this whole time. Like, how do you explain, like, I'm buying your wife a boob job. You're welcome. Yeah. How do you not notice as as her husband, though? Like, she comes home one day, you're like... She had to know she got a boob job. He just didn't ask how she like, was, huh, you're married. How huh. do you how do you not ask where the money's coming from? I guess she made up some convincing lie. But But you know what? This whole thing was like really weird because Shannon and her husband, like when Barry took off to Tennessee, they also went to Tennessee. Oh, they're just in like a thruple. I think so. Okay. I think that they Which are. is fine. That's not what was said, but that's the vibe I got. Cause I was like Oh, it was before thruples were cool. I was like, how did you... Like, obviously, they're fucking. And as your husband, like, if you're cool with it, cool with it. But, like, if you're not, like, yeah. this is really... Maybe he's just a cuck. There's so many of those nowadays, right? Oh, yeah, right? they love So maybe it's shit. just that. Um, Barry ended up getting five additional years for stealing from the church. Good. He should get more. Um, His wife, Lisa, says that she has resentment for the church because they were going through hardship at that time and the church didn't care. A year, he stole from them. Of course they don't care. They were the victims of a crime. He stole over $3 million from the church Holy while being employed shit. there. So like... Mm, sorry, Lisa. I just feel like he should be getting into trouble. Oh, my God. Is Lisa still with him? Or am I spoiling that? Or we do we talk about that in a little bit? Yep, we talk like it's like the next thing. Okay, great. So Lisa says that she didn't know that he was stealing money, although they were living like way above their means as pastors. But here's the other thing, and like this was what I was gonna argue. Like, I'm not trying to defend Lisa, but it was like in the documentary I was watching, people were like, she knew, she knew. Like she was living this lavish lifestyle, she knew. But I'm like, he also had a side business. And, like, I'm sorry, and I don't think that it's right, but mega church pastors make a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. So, like, is it out of the realm of reason that she's driving nice cars and that she has nice clothes and that they're going on vacation when your husband is in charge of a mega church and you he has a side business that is getting national attention? Yeah, I mean, it is horribly, horribly wrong. I'm, I'm not but. saying it's right, but it is what happens. So I don't think it's out of the realm of reason for her to be like, think it was legit yeah you're right but i also do think that like his sister said that you know he kind of went for women who weren't as strong-willed and a little meeker in personality that it doesn't shock me that she didn't question yeah what's she gonna do be like barry you're stealing like no no. i think she was very much like a don't ask questions kind of lady and like from what i the vibes i got from her like yeah, I don't think she would have asked. Yeah. I really don't think she would have asked. Yeah. Um. So they were in Tennessee, but in 2014, Lisa ended move up moving back to L.A. with the boys, and she divorces Barry. There we go. Um. Lisa ends up becoming an alcoholic and neglecting the children. Oh, okay. And Minkow's sister takes the children. She took the twins because she was like, you aren't taking care of these kids. 
Um, Minkow's sister ended up convincing Lisa to go to rehab, and she has been sober ever since. There we go. There's a triumph story. Yep. Good for Lisa. She overcame her addiction. She left her terrible husband. There we go. Yep. Well, on June 19, 2000, I'm sorry, on June 6, 2019, Barry Minkow was released from prison. Again? He and Lisa got back together. No! No! I'm livid! Yeah, right? No! So you know when I texted you earlier today and I said I don't like the ending of this story? This is bullshit. That's why I was upset. I want justice for Lisa! Wait, so how long was he in prison this time? Um... He think he went to jail in 2011. So he's in for eight years this time, but he was scheduled. He was supposed scheduled. to get ten. He's scheduled <laughs> to get ten. <laughs> he was sentenced to ten. Yeah, and okay. then he was actually also supposed to make more restorations um, to the church and to Lennar, but the I I didn't include it because oh, we had so much shit. But like, God. it's never going to get paid. Like, none of it's all. None of it's going to get paid. He can't pay it. Is he still doing? sermons is he still a pastor just wait just wait so he and lisa get back together they get their kids back oh they gave him the kids back yep um he and lisa have a really weird dynamic and i really don't think that she's happy because there was this really weird scene in the documentary where they were talking about something and it like was a really weird fight and you can just really tell how manipulative he is and how she was just kind of like okay barry Oh my god! Okay, very. And then he's like, "We're stronger than we've ever been," and she's like, mm-hmm, "Yeah, we're f- like, yeah, our relationship wasn't this good before." Like, you, she's just like very. It made me really sad. It honestly made me really sad for her. I wish that she could have gotten the help she needed and then not gone back to him because I just feel like he is. I don't feel like this. He is an awful person. Yeah, he's an awful person. I will like. I don't care. Barry Mingow, if you're listening, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, suck it, Barry. You probably are listening because you're so vain that you probably Google yourself so often that you found this episode and are listening to it right now. Yeah, you're... I wouldn't be surprised. So fuck you, Barry. Yeah, Lisa deserves better. Those kids deserve better. It makes me sad. Also, I hope those kids are in therapy. Jesus Christ, all the trauma. Um... So Minkow now works at Hope of the Valley Homeless Shelter. Probably stealing money from them, too. Yeah, I think it's very convenient that he just keeps picking careers um, where he is seen as the savior to those who are less fortunate, like pastor. It's obviously a ploy. Just go, just go embrace that you're a shitty person and go own a casino. Like, stop. Yeah, honestly, honestly. Um there's a scene in the docuseries I was watching where he's driving this super nice car into like, I don't know what, like basically, I don't know what the correct terminology for this is, but um, basically like in Chicago, you know how homeless people are kind of gathered in tents in the same area. Yeah, it's like a tent village. Yeah, like a tent village, but yeah. like it wasn't quite a tent village, but it was like the same idea but he's like driving this super nice like car. a shanty town yeah basically so he's basically like driving this super nice car through a shanty town and is like here's water here's food and it just felt really tone deaf like the whole thing just felt very tone deaf yeah and i think that he is i mean obviously like he just got out of prison a couple years ago he we don't know that he's doing anything wrong right now but like i just can't help but feel like he's doing something wrong and he also had this weird comment about building trust with lisa and he's like she knows where i am at all the time i like 
I have a very strict schedule that I uh, stick to so I can build her trust. And I was like, this is just so Oh, so, so you weird. cheat on her a lot? That's what you're saying. He's like, she always knows where I am. She never has to worry. I was like, this feels really weird. Yeah, I could. I like It would be almost impossible for me to pay for the boob job of another woman now. Almost. Almost. Because almost. I can't think that the homeless shelter is paying very much money. No. That's what I think. Um, honestly, like based on everything I saw and read, I don't really think he has much remorse at all for Z best. Um, he acts like he's feels bad about what he did at the church, but like he has to. Yeah. I really don't think that, um, he feels bad whatsoever. I don't, I don't think he feels bad at all. I'm sure he doesn't. No, no. Those type of people never feel bad. And now he's, so he's been free now. Since 2019. Since 2019. So at least they released him into a pandemic. <laughs> I was kind of hoping he would have stayed in prison and gotten it. Because that shit spreads like wildfire and contains spots. That's true. That's why they had to release a bunch of people from prison. They probably would have just released him because they don't see white collar pr- criminals as having to stay in prison. <sighs> well, on that note, we all dream of having the things we wanted as children. For Barry Minkow, that was a loving family, a stable home with running utilities, in a job that he was proud of. Although Barry Minkow could have done this the honest way, he chose to hurt those around him and those who are less fortunate than him in order to get what he wanted. Did Minkow learn his lesson? I think not. Absolutely not. I personally do not believe that Minkow should be allowed to walk these streets. Barry Minkow is the type of narcissistic subhuman trash who will not learn and will continue to hurt those around him for his benefit. He is a perfect example of scum and that although people can be charming, they are usually not honest. And that is today's episode. Thanks so much for sticking around for this two-part episode. I know I really enjoyed it. For the conclusion, the third week of Nina. Yeah, it's you had three me three Ninas weeks in a row. In a row, that was back not, to back to back. That wasn't planned. Thank you for surviving. I'm joking. We love nine. Hey, last week. Okay, so the first week was a little rough. Um, I shouldn't have done a COVID episode. Uh, <laughs> I learned my lesson. Hopefully, I'll never have COVID again, and um, I won't be in charge that week. Uh, um, that was a mistake. So I had to redeem myself this episode, and I feel like I, much like Barry Minkow, I almost said Barry Manilow, just like Barry Minkow, I found redemption. And back to back bangers. I mean, we uh, we had so much this time. We had to we had to split it into two. So I have never been so thorough. I thought I was so thorough with Brett Favre. No. I was more thorough. Ten times more thorough. I was way more thorough. Um, So thanks so much for listening, you guys. Um, We really love you and appreciate you. Um, There's a lot of ways. Mm, Kisses. Kisses. Oh, that was weird that we said that at the same time. That was not planned. Okay. Um, there's some ways that you, if you, since you love us so much, there's so many different ways you can support us. Some free ways that you can offer your support is by following our social medias. We are at facebook.com slash white collars red hands. We are on Twitter at white collars pod. We are on Instagram at white collars underscore red hands. Um, we are also on YouTube. We are on Entertainment Buffet's channel. That's another way that you can support us. We get a little bit of ad money that way. So thanks so much. We appreciate it. Um, another free way that you can support us is by leaving reviews. Um, 
Most of you are on Apple Podcasts, but some of you listen on Spotify. Both of those have review systems, and we would really appreciate it if you dropped a review. A five-star review is great, but we also love an honest review on how we can improve. Um, if you want to suggest an episode, you can always email us at whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. We love fan-submitted episodes. Um, and then a not-free way to support us is by buying our merch. Yes, we have merch. And if you go to our website, www.whitecollarsredhands.com, we've got a tab that says merch. And you can go there and you can buy shit with our logo on it. Logo's right, right there. Oh, and uh, by the <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, shout out to the fan that uh, tagged us in a post on Facebook about, uh, I guess, the SEC is finally filing charges against Brett Favre. Oh, fuck yeah, and, I missed and that. some other people involved in that scheme. So thank you for tagging us in that. And that's a great way to utilize our socials is to tag us in that. Every time I see it, I always send a response, basically, because uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it honestly does help us keep up to date because sometimes we'll do an episode and we won't see the news that something I happens. I didn't see it. That something happened in regards to it. So you guys can be part of the group and helping us keep on track of that shit. Thanks. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Whoever you are, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good. Good. I'm glad they're investigating that because that's a bunch of baloney. Yeah, finally, man. Dude, fuck Brett Favre. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time on another episode of White Collars Red Hands. Red Hands.